Hey, welcome to Horse Hour. I'm Amy Frost and my guest today is Sam Hutton. He's based over in Belgium, is a show jumper and this week he's representing Great Britain. He's flying over to Linz for the Nations Cup after just coming back from Slovakia. So these are his first international shows this year and he's going to tell us all about it. This is Horse Hour. Hey, welcome to Horse Hour. Hope you've had a good week. Today I'm talking to Sam Hutton, who's a show jumper. He's currently in a hotel room in Slovakia. Sam, show us round. Who are you living with? Uh, not only one at the minute. This is my room. Ah, <laughs> nice little hotel for Slovakia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh... Oh, it's posh, Sam. So you've got a black black tiles, nice shower. It's, it's much better than living in a horse box, isn't it, when you get a hotel? Yeah, it's nice, actually. It's really nice. So how do you um, get these rooms, then? How does this work? Um, you have to pay for them. Oh, really? That sucks. <laughs> but you're, you know, you're representing Great Britain. Uh, this show, um, every five-star show actually normally pays for your hotel room. But I don't mm. know why this show doesn't, unless you're on the Nations Cup team here. Okay. Um, and because Great Britain haven't got a team here. They just sent two individual riders then they don't pay for your hotel room. But next week I'm in Linz and then I'm jumping on the team for England. There, mm-hmm. So then uh, then the British Federation pay and all that. So. Amazing. So, so are you cool. an individual at this event in Slovakia? Yeah. Okay, what's the event called? It's called Summerin. Okay. Uh, it's the x Onic. That's what the place is called. Have you jumped there before? No, this is the first time, but it's an amazing venue here. They got like f- five rings, and then it's like they spent four hundred thousand million on it. Wow! Oh my goodness! And yeah. do you know what the best thing is? It's sunny. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm looking at you. You're all tanned, and you look really happy, and you've got vitamin D. And we're sat here in the grey, miserable weather, going, "When's the sun going to arrive?" Doesn't it make everyone happy? Because let's just explain that when I when I originally called you earlier, um, you yeah. just you just got off your horse, and yeah. I then phoned you back, um, and you were cycling down the road, and I can see you because we're on FaceTime, and all yeah. I can see is you smiling and saying good morning to people it's like you need some music behind you and people are smiling back at you this is a phenomenon i'm not used to in england right now <laughs> everyone's grumpy and like oh the weather the weather all you get with horse riders is it's muddy and i hate this weather and i hate the rain um, so tell me what was it who you who you you obviously were sharing there's another person from great britain uh, with you right now who's with you uh no it's my boss who's gonna stay there Oh, he really? rides tonight. Yeah. Who's your boss? Uh, Abdel Said. He also what? rides here how, as well. How is he your boss? Uh, I work for him, uh, riding. Like, so they're oh. his horses and stuff. So I compete the horses for him and his stable, yeah. Wow. Is he nice? Yeah, really nice. Yeah, oh, okay. Really so nice. you get on what? Is he young or? Uh, he's the same age as me. Oh, okay, wicked. So you can have fun together. Yeah, no, so it works really well. So all the horses that you, you're competing at this competition, they're not yours? No, no. Oh, well, that's nice. Do you do you have any of your own? Uh, yeah, I have about mm, around 10, 10, 12 horses. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but don't you feel some... bad, Sam, when you're riding other people's horses and you're not spending time with your own? Well, actually, mine are all young. So I've got, like, I just had a foal-born a week ago, I got oh. two one-year-olds, or two-year-old, three-year-old, two four-year-olds, wow. some broodmares, an old Grand Prix horse that I used to ride. 
that uh, I got her back and now I breed from her. So So all the Nations Cup horses are owned by Abdul? Yeah, uh, well, the horse, my main horse I ride here is owned by an owner from through Abdul. Okay. Yeah, so people that send the horse to his stable for me to ride, yeah. That sounds amazing. I'd yeah. love people to just send me horses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have yours today. <laughs> oh, well, how great. Have you been working with Abdul for a long time? Yeah, I've been uh, over three years now. Well, he must so. like you then because you're sticking yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> you must be doing well for him. Yeah, no, it's going good. And the nice horses, good. Yeah, it's going well. So you've That's been nice. picked for the, the Nations Cup for Great Britain, not for individual this week and then um, uh, team next week. And, yeah. you know, you, you've almost had a big birthday because it was your 29th birthday last week. So next year you're going to be 30. Ah, yeah. Welcome to the 30 club. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, Sam. Yeah, I know. I can, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Honestly, you have nooks and crannies and pain that you didn't even know existed from places that you just never thought were there that already started last week when i hit 29 (laughs) (laughs) it just takes a little bit longer to get on and off the horse and you can't quite walk so well (laughs) especially when you get out of bed in the morning yeah yeah. so so for 29 you know massive achievements have you represented great britain before yes um last year in arkham Mm-hmm. I did, um, which is also a five-star competition, and also in uh, Wellington in Florida last year. Okay, so you're a, season. you're a pro then. You know how this works. <laughs> Tell me how it works, because we don't understand. So I didn't know there was a competition in Slovakia. I'm learning about new shows all the time. So the difference between competing as an individual and competing as a team, obviously there's more people in the team. But what about the point system and the scoring? How does it all work? Okay, so basically there's... Uh, probably five international shows every weekend going on around the world from one star to five star. And individual riders, basically, like I am here, I bring my horse and then I just compete for myself, for money, for points. So the aim is to be clear, like not, not knock any jumps down, and then in the jump off at the fastest time, and then you win. So if you're riding someone else's horse, the horse gets the points... Do you get the money? How does how does it work? Uh, the horse and the rider get the points. Ah. So the points count towards your FEI ranking mm-hmm. and your world ranking. So As a combination? Yeah, the horse has his own ranking and the rider also has their own ranking. But it's only in, certain, only in certain classes, so one metre 45 and higher, that you can get ranking points. Okay, so it doesn't mean that someone else could get on that horse and automatically have that ranking because the horse has the points. Yes. Okay. So like this week I could ride a horse and then next week, say, for instance, Abdel said, oh, I'm short of a horse. I need to take one to this show. Mm. He could take that horse and then start competing him at whatever height he wanted. But he wouldn't have any points like the points that he wins on that show. Then he then gets but the horse still get, keeps points. Okay. So then at the end of the year, the horse is it says, OK, he's won this many classes and this many points. That's how he's ranked. Mm. And then, like, I'm ranked individually to what I win with him or any horse I ride. Oh, it sounds good. It sounds like I want to try and find money to buy 10 horses and just get loads of people to ride them. Because <laughs> there was me thinking, you know, I'd have to learn myself and I'd have to be a good rider, which I'm not, Sam. Um, so now I'm kind of thinking this is a brilliant way to still do really well is just get other people to ride them that are awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's the business and that's the industry, isn't it? And that's how they yeah. make their money. So so then when you go into a team environment, yeah. how does I'm sure you get points then for the horse and the individual rider, but you get team points on top of that? Okay, so a team competition works. You have other classes like qualifications for the Grand Prix and stuff, which is for your individual ranking and money. Uh, and then there's one team competition, so that's two rounds of one height, the same course. And then it's your results. So you got the best is you got to go clear and then clear again. And then so basically they take your best. There's four in the team, and then they take your best three results, and then one results dropped. Oh, oh, that's really so, sad, isn't it? Imagine if you're the result that's dropped. Awkward. Yeah, but that that doesn't matter because you're still in the team. Like it's not you don't get dropped out of the team, but you okay. you're you can have four riders, but then one score is not counting. So okay. say you had three riders that jumped clear, and then one that had one down, then your team is on a zero point instead of on four because then you drop the four faults. Right. Right. And then you then go through to the second round. The best eight teams normally go through to the second round. And then it's the same again. And then it's the best score over the two rounds. But sometimes you fall on equal points mm. with another team and then you have to do a jump off. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts on the competition? Do you think the competitors, how do you think you guys are going to do realistically? Because you must, you must sit there and watch who your competitors are and kind of weigh them up. Do you? Uh, yeah, of course, when you're there, you know who are the good riders and the good horses. But okay, on the day, that's the interesting thing with horses. You can never guarantee a clear or you don't know how your horse is going to react in the ring, if it's going to spook on that one particular jump, mm. make an unlucky fault, or the rider makes a mistake. So it really is down to the day. But you know the better, the guys that are more consistent and jumping a lot more clears, obviously. And are your team more consistent? Yeah. No, we have a very good, strong team there, actually. So that's it's going to be fun. Let's say who's in the team. So we've got you, Harriet Nussel, um, Spencer Rowe. He's been on the podcast too. Oh, he's so nice. Really nice guy. <laughs> Do you know Spencer well? Yeah, I know him really well, yeah. Oh, you guys are going to have the best time. Um, Holly yeah. Smith, now we know Holly's amazing at the Poisson, so she's bound yeah. to nail the high ones. Yeah. Um, and Graham Gillespie. I haven't met Graham yet. What is, what's he like? Uh, he's from Scotland. Um, he's a really nice guy as well. He's uh, based in Belgium, near where I'm based. Mm. Um, so I see him on a lot of local competitions. Um, so that's nice. It's quite interesting how many people are not based in the UK. We seem to have a lot of... Um, a lot of foreign people based in the UK, and then and then our guys go off everywhere else. Why, why is that? Because in Europe, I'm based in, uh, I live in Holland, but I work in Belgium. So the horses are based in Belgium. Um, around that area, within an hour of me, there's like 10 international shows within one hour drive from the stables so wow. so it just makes life yeah yeah and then there's training shows so then i can take young ones monday tuesday wednesday to the training show and then on the weekend i can go with the older ones to international shows mm. and then there's also national shows every weekend everywhere so it's just like on a business and commercial side of things for me it suits me a lot better here although i do miss england because mm-hmm. my family my friends everyone i knew there and Mm. Yeah, it's nice. And England has really nice shows as well. How long have you been away for? Over seven years now, actually. Oh, my goodness. A really yeah. long time. Yeah. So, so it must be amazing to come home then and compete in the UK. What, what shows are your favourites? Olympia. Oh, yeah. That was a really good one. Um, also the GCT. 
uh, the global, the global champions tour yeah that's mm-hmm. a really nice show and Bolsworth I did last year I hadn't been there for I think eight years until last year so that was wow. really fun to go back and see the improvements they've done there they're coming up soon aren't they Bolsworth's yeah I think June or July yeah mm, and it's always nice there so it's um it's more up north isn't it and they have lots yeah, of things Chester. going on for kids and families and it's a beautiful arena, very, very well organised event by Nina Barber. Yeah. She does a great job with it every year. And it's glamorous. And I often talk yeah. about show jumping being glamorous. It is a <laughs> it is a glamorous sport, but do you think that's because there's more money pumped into it? Yes. Uh, show jumping is very glamorous. Well, okay, the, it's, there's two different ends of show jumping. You have people that are trying to do a business out of it and sell them the horses like... Um, dealers traders and then you have people you have amateur riders that also uh, wealthy amateur riders that want to ride at high level Mm. Um, but then it brings a lot more money into the sport so it makes everyone it's it's good everywhere for everybody Mm. and then um, the shows have to survive by putting vip tables out and then every, and then you get a good food, nice view. So a lot of people want to buy a table mm. for the weekend on the show. And then, yeah, because I think it's really difficult for shows to find sponsorship and making them pay because it's a lot of work and a lot of money to put on the show. So I just find it fascinating how each discipline is different and how I know that some disciplines are struggling more than others. I mean, I, I went to a dressage competition the other day and I expected to see it rammed, you know, full. it was empty. And and you didn't even have to pay to get in. And yeah. I just wonder why why these shows... I mean, granted, it was the middle of the week that I went, so a lot of people are at work. But yeah. I wonder what show jumping do that the other disciplines could take from it to, to, well, to make it more appealing. I find with dressage, it's quite boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would, because you're an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> so, like, with show jumping, it's a lot more exciting. Mm. when you see a jump off the horse is going fast with dressage i think they just do the same test don't don't even go there with me on (laughs) dressage sam because i absolutely love dressage so so what i'm i'm interested to know is you must do flat work to prepare your horses yeah so every day that is dressage dressage is the athletic the, the the fact that the horse is so athletic and it's their muscle building and their strength and their power and the control that you have. I'm going to go on with this because I love dressage. <laughs> but my, my favourite bit about dressage is the music. It's when people Yeah, I was going to say, actually, yeah, yeah that, that is something I can sit down and actually watch that. Like, if you when start, they start dancing. If you start, if you start jumping to music, then you've absolutely nailed it. But until you bring <laughs> in music, I'd love to see you jumping to the beat. You know, like <laughs> a bit, a bit of uh, a bit of hip hop, and over the yeah. jump they go. <laughs> yeah. But what dressage do you use then when you're training your horses? I do lots. Okay, so like a lot of lateral work, uh, shouldering, quarters in, leg gilding, mm. transitions, yeah, all that sort. Of when, when you when you're going into the arena, um, I do notice the horses are really balanced. They're really under control. I hate using the word on the bit. Um, they they they've got beautiful head carriage. I just you know they're so upright. Uh, that they're, they're the absolute epitome of dressage. Beautiful. What is it in a in a in a show jumping horse? If you're training youngsters, what is it that you're looking for? Because they seem to have all the qualities to be able to do any discipline. 
Okay, when I look for a horse, I, I when I'm trying to buy a horse or find one, I always look for good balance because I find that's very important, mm. not only to make your life easier, but on a commercial side of things. People don't want a horse that's pulling them down onto the floor. They want something that naturally carries themselves, has a good comfortable canter, so that, and then obviously they have to have a good brain and jump well. Mm. Careful, scopey, that kind of thing. What so, about horses that overjump? Is that a problem? Yeah, because they don't need to jump massive overjumps. They just have to be clever with their legs and do what they have to do. And those are the ones that are in the end that will be the better horses because the ones that go really high as young ones end up normally getting injured or going too high. You can't jump that high at 160. Because if they're going like <laughs> that over a jump at 160, then yeah, they're going to have big problems and you're never getting the time allowed. And yeah. So here's a question for you. If you had to train a horse and you had two choices, you had one that was really scopy and jumped too far over the jumps, or you had one like mine that goes through the jumps, <laughs> which one would you prefer? Uh, one that's really scopy. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't, brilliant. So I'm screwed then because mine goes through them. But surely, surely it's easier to teach a horse to go over a jump than it is to get them to bring them down a little bit and not let them jump so high. Okay, it depends on the horse. A, a horse that jumps naturally high but in an easy athletic way is actually a nice and that's a good thing. Uh, but a horse that jumps very careful and holds its breath and goes very high that's not a good thing because then they're never going to get high but a scopy relaxed athletic horse will keep jumping until the end mm. uh, but a horse that doesn't want to do it doesn't want to do it so you shouldn't keep that set they, they just you yeah. don't force them you can't take a horse to water and make them drink it's no. a bit like that like so how much of your training is based on um looking at what the horse wants to do and not forcing them. So so t talk me through how you would train a horse. I train my horses that they're very respectful on the flat, that they listen to me, that they can go forwards, backwards, turn left, right. They're your main things that are important in the ring, that you and that they're on the leg. So when you ask them to go forward, that they do it in a relaxed way and, and they can come back and stay together. And we use the terms on the... Yeah, actually, on, I say on the ass, but on the hocks, I think is the correct word for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that they're on their hocks with their bottoms underneath them, that they really can use the most power then. And that is, that's how you tra you, I train my horses and I find works the best. And then in between that, I bring in all the other lateral work, transitions, fitness work. And that comes into it. So like every day, my horses flat work, they lunge, they go hacking, they do road work. So there's a big program around. That's interesting because, you know, I've always said, I've always thought you ride your horse for an hour a day. That's it. No more. You can't ride them for longer than an hour because they'll, they'll, um, they're just too unfit and they won't be able to cope with it. But technically, I guess the more you ride, the fitter they get and you need that fitness. Yeah, you do. And also fitness prevents injuries as well. So the, you know as yourself, like I go to the gym a lot. I, I try and keep fit because I try and prevent myself from getting injured. So I really, my, with my horses, I try and do the same. So in the morning, they, they have their food, they're mucked out, they go for a hand walk, for a hand graze, and then a walk around. And then I will ride them. I ride each one in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I sometimes ride them for a second time. Mm. Like, either if they've been a bit 
not how quite how I wanted them on the flat work in the morning, then I can work again a bit on what wasn't quite correct in the morning, or I can take them out hacking for the second time, or they can come out for the box for lunging treadmill. So it's really important that your horses are coming out at least two, three times a day for fitness, for moving, so they don't get stiff. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they're in the boxes all, all the time, aren't they? My, mine lives out. He's out on the grass all the time. Yeah. But he's not a competition horse either. I think it's important to note, though, you know, if you are training your horse for fitness, you're not just going to suddenly start riding them three times a day because no, you're no, going to no. kill them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but actually, it's about what is it building it up over time so if you're riding them say three times a week um you build that up to five times a week an hour a day and then you maybe add in a few extra rides um yeah and when you when you ride in the more like when you ride for the hour you don't have to ride for an hour you can warm up nicely then ask a bit more then have a break let the heart rate go down and then then start again you don't have to be hammering them on the flat for an, a flat, full out hour until they're sweating white. That's like, good to know because we we yeah. we moved field the other day and um, and I wanted to get on straight away just so that he knew what his job was and he was so so stressed about being somewhere else and it was really hot as well but he was sweating straight away so we just walked and I was comfortable with that because I didn't have a saddle so I had to ride him bareback and he was really spooky <laughs> so I thought well. My friends cantering around the field, you know, being amazing, and I'm going. Oh, we'll just plod. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bit, you're a bit fresh today. <laughs> um, but I, I'd love to know more about your competing and um, and, and your babies as well. So, when congratulations on the new foal from last week. Have you got a name yet? Uh, her name is Forever a Smile. Uh, the reason behind that is because my old Grand Prix horse, her name was Forest Smile. So all the foals and offsprings from her, we always put uh, Smile at the end of the name so people will know that it's from her. So it's something little that we do. Oh, you're melting my heart, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. And her, so you've got her breeding line, obviously. What are your plans for her? Is she one that you keep? Is she one that you sell on? Yes, definitely. We keep them. And then when they're free, right at the end of their three-year-old year, we'll break them in and then, yeah, start with them and see what they are. We've got to start a movement, Sam, because this word breaking them in, oh, I, I hate it. Every time I hear it, I just, cr I crumble. But some people say backing them. Do you think we should start just saying backing them? Oh, yeah, I suppose if you talk about breaking in, it sounds quite yeah, hard, I'm doesn't it? I'm going to go and break my horse. Oh, brilliant. Okay, <laughs> enjoy that. <laughs> I, I, I've never actually thought of it like that. But actually, when you say it, yeah, it's quite a harsh way yeah. of saying it. Let's, let's to make people a deal. that didn't realise what that was. 